Hi, welcome to Online Marketing with John Lagadakis, where we talk about how to set up and run a successful online business, all the way from registering your first domain to setting up your website, SEO, sales funnels and sales copy, social media, lead generation, free and paid traffic methods, and much more. I hope you get a lot out of today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Our special guest today is Dan Moyle. Thanks, for, thanks Dan, for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, John. I appreciate you making time for me today. Uh, let me tell you all a bit about Dan. So Dan Moyle promotes helpful, engaging marketing over interruptive advertising. Coming to marketing from the TV news business, Dan brings a wealth of knowledge from writing to video production to multimedia content creation. And one of his sayings, which I think is fantastic, is I'd rather help someone reach 50 ideal customers rather than 5,000 passive viewers. Um, and, and what we're going to talk about with Dan today and what we're going to focus on is inbound marketing, uh, which is I'm sure many of you have heard of the term, maybe even know, you know a lot about what it is. Um, it, it is something really important. It's something that I've uh, definitely tried to do in my business, which is why I have a podcast, but we'll talk a bit more about that. But before we do, and I, I, don't, I don't think I mentioned this to Dan, so I might be putting him a little bit on the spot. What I like to do with our guests right at the beginning is get to know a bit about the person. So who is Dan Moyle? And I'd love to know. I'm sure those listening would like to know. So Dan, tell us a bit about yourself, the person. So tell us a bit about where you grew up, family life, upbringing, uh, maybe some key things that happened early on in your life that sort of helped you or took you to where you are today. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a family man. Um, I have a, a wife. We are a blended family. So this is the second marriage for both of us. So we have, we each have a daughter that we brought into the marriage. So there's four of us. Um, I grew up in Southwest Michigan. So I'm based in the U.S. I'm not too far from a town called Kalamazoo, which is fun to say, but also uh, kind of known for things like craft beer. Um, uh, the Gibson guitar was created in Kalamazoo. So there's a lot of stuff around us here. Uh, Kellogg is not too far from us in Battle Creek. So Southern Michigan is where I'm from. Um, you know, I grew up in a great family, man. I, I, I credit my parents for raising two boys who I, I have two girls now and man, I don't know how you could raise boys. <laughs> it's, uh, we, we were, we were rambunctious to say the least, but, um, but yeah, I just, I grew up in a great family that supported me. I've always considered myself a writer. And so I can remember, you know, as a, as a, as a kid, just kind of writing, I get into, you know, fifth grade area in elementary school and started to write some poetry and short stories. And my parents always encouraged it no matter how bad it was or uh, how weird they were. Um, and so I've always been a writer and I, I was able, I was fortunate to turn that into a, a career in uh, TV news journalism for a while, almost a decade of that. And, and when I got tired of that, you know, and, and I've always considered myself not entrepreneurial. I've come to f- learn about myself. I think I have that entrepreneurial spirit because every six years or so, I want to reinvent myself and find something new to bring to the world. So, you know, I spent almost a decade in TV news and, and I loved the writing part of it. I loved the video part of it and telling a story to an audience who was watching us every day. Um, live TV was absolutely phenomenal. I loved doing that. Uh, but the writing part of it was really what moved me. And I, and I realized at one point sitting in my, in my little cubicle in the newsroom and I'm surrounded by concrete and a few windows and a bunch of police scanners that I, I wasn't all that happy, but I thought, man, I'm being paid to be a writer. There's nothing greater than that for me. So how else can I do that thing? And, um, 
you know, after it was nine years, uh, actually I think at the time it was eight years, but anyway, almost a decade, you know, I just, my ego got in the way and I thought, man, I, a big company like Kellogg over in Battle Creek, Michigan, or, you know, Stryker, a big medical company, or one of these manufacturers here in town, they've got to want me. I mean, I've got almost 10 years experience in, in PR and news and writing and video. They're, that's where the world is going in marketing now. And this was back in 2007, 2008. Uh, you know, I joined Twitter in 2008 and discovered how social media can be used to connect. And I thought, man, this is the future of marketing and advertising. And little did I know at that time, inbound marketing was beginning to, to grow and, and get known. And so it, it just kind of worked out that I, I was able to find a company that wanted that, a much smaller company, not one of the big ones. Um, I don't have a marketing degree or a big background in that before this. So yeah, it was, so it was, it was a great turning point for me to kind of discover that, that inbound marketing and content creation. Hmm. And in, inbound marketing, Dan, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, it's, I think for a lot of people, it's a relatively new term. I mean, even I myself, maybe I'm ignorant or something, but I, I mean, I heard it tossed around over the last few years, but I didn't really sit down to think about what did it mean and do I use it in my business? So can you tell us, Dan, for those that are not sure what inbound marketing is, can you give us a definition of inbound marketing? Yeah, I like to break things down to simple. I'm a simple guy. I don't like super complicated formulas and things and, 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 jargon filled, you know, descriptions. So what I look at inbound marketing is first of all, it's not, it's not new in the sense that people have been doing this for years. I mean, content marketing, which to me is part of inbound, they go together. One isn't necessarily part of the other, but they go together very symbiotically. Um, they're almost kind of the same thing, but you know, content marketing, I mean, John Deere was doing it back in the 1800s when they created the furrows magazine and it had nothing to do with selling tractors, but it was content that brought farmers to them, which then endeared them to that, to that brand, right? They, they get to know, like, and trust John Deere. They're only going to buy John Deere tractors. So the furrows was, you know, probably not, that probably wasn't even the first content marketing, you know, piece of content, but, um, but so inbound marketing isn't new, but what it is to me is, you know, over the years we've gotten into this habit of shouting at others and, you know, either physically shouting at them to get our point across or interrupting their day through TV commercials, radio commercials, all these different things. And certainly there are great commercials that are good content, but when you interrupt my day, you interrupt my life, I don't want to listen to you. And so inbound is being there when the buyer is ready to discover you. And so rather than, so, so let me use an example here. Um, I worked for a mortgage company, uh, as the, as the director of marketing and rather than go around to, uh, apartment complexes and knock on their door and say, Hey, you should buy a house. Here's a mortgage pamphlet. You know, uh, we wanted to create content that when people began to think about, man, I'm kind of thinking about buying a house, but I've heard it's complicated. How do I buy my house? How do I buy my first house? How do I finance uh, home improvements that I want to make on a house that I'm buying? Those kinds of things inbound is the content creation that, that brings them there. It is then the content that turns them into, uh, leads and then customers and then delights them to become evangelists for you. Cause as I'm, as a, he's a CMO now, I, the less marketing I do, the better, cause I'm a lazy guy. But what it comes down to is our, our, our customers, our delighted customers are those who go out and do the marketing for us. So that's, that's inbound. You, you draw them in with content, you move them through the process, you get them to know, like, and trust you. And then you don't have to sell to them. They want you, they want to be 
partners with you and give you their money to get your service or product, then they become evangelists for you. And it's mostly digital, but certainly you can do it in the, in the, the, the real world too, so to speak. Mm. And, and you, that example they gave, let's say mortgages, because uh, I know you have some experience with that mm-hmm. and it can be a, a, a boring topic. So, but to turn it into uh, exciting content or content where people want to consume, um, to create that inbound traffic, the inbound marketing examples of that would be, might be what give, give us a few examples of uh, what types of different content you can create for this inbound market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our, when I, when I was, when we were first starting off our golden chalice, our, our big dream was, um, and, and the one that worked the best was uh, digital guides. So you know, eBooks, white paper, digital guides, PDFs, whatever you want to call them you know, about a dozen pages. So it's not real in depth, but enough information that it makes them feel empowered. And when they would download that through a form, of course I made it on a landing page, um, you know, had a form there. They had to give me their, their email. You would then put them into a, an email marketing campaign, but it wasn't, you know, every day. I mean, I get stuff now from companies where it's like every day or twice a day and stop, but it was, you know, five to eight days and we would vary it back and forth. You know, I'd send, you know, in the initial, thank you for downloading our guide to buying your first home. Here's that guide again. If you didn't see it on that page, uh, download it, say this email, you know, this kind of thing. And if you have any questions, hit reply. I'm a real human. I'll talk to you. That was one of my keys too. Um, and then it just every, every few days you'd send them something new or something worded a little bit differently than it was in the ebook. Cause let's be honest, you know, when, when we look at content, whether we watch video, we read something, uh, or we hear it from somebody, you know, we, we, hear about, we, we take in about a third of what's given to us and we remember about a third of that. So if you think about that, it's one ninth of something that you create, they're going to, to remember and take with them. So if I give you content a few times, that's a little bit different, but says the same idea, you're probably going to remember it better and it's not going to be as repetitive as what the creator may think. Um, so that was a great, you know, a, a digital guide with an email follow-up. Uh, one of my favorites, though, was our video content strategy. We began to create videos. You know, when I, when I first joined the company, um, I, I came out of the newsroom, like I said, and I was a producer, which means I was behind the camera. So I'd ne- I was never in front of a camera. I didn't get in front of people and talk. I just, I created the content that others would, would use. And so I asked the, the bosses, the, the founder of the company and, and, and his, uh, one of his VPs, I said, uh, so who, so I have the camera, you bought me the, the equipment. I have the camera. I have the space to, to do this thing. Um, I have the, the sales folks that are going to be the interviews that this is great. Who's going to be the host? Well, you are, uh, well, I don't think so. Uh, but I, I did, I, t- I took that, that challenge on and I enjoyed it and I, and I love that kind of thing now, but it was, we created, uh, top 10 questions that first time home buyers asked and they were answered by the mortgage consultants that people do talk to every day. So it was folks that have the answers that know how to speak uh, a little bit of jargon, but they actually got, I got them to speak even less just by talking to them and saying, okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, This kind of thing. And so we had 10 videos that we put out over the course of a couple of months that brought in viewers. And I'm telling you, as boring as a mortgage may be, and and nobody wants to get that mortgage bill, right? I don't want to pay my mortgage or talk about paying it, but boy, I want my home. I love my home and I want to know how to keep my home. I want to know how to find the right one how to find the right financing for, I don't want to talk about mortgages. There's a fine line between talking about mortgages all the time, but understanding the financing part of it so that I, I can, I can afford to still live and not be house poor, this kind of thing. So 
those videos were huge. I love video marketing um, as a couple of examples of, and you know, using it on YouTube, uh, having YouTube host it, YouTube is owned by Google. So SEO is, you know, when you do it well, that's one of the search results that comes up when you search for certain terms. And so that was a real inbound moment for us. Mm. They're, good. They're really good examples that you gave. And, and so you got reports which you can, you can offer to people on your own website. You can even, uh, I'm just trying to think other places you could offer reports. You could, if you don't have a website, you could go to somewhere like lead pages or click funnels and create mm-hmm. you know, a, a spe- specific landing page to give that away to people. Maybe even on your Facebook page, you can offer it. Uh, the videos you mentioned, you, you can put them everywhere, videos. Put them on Facebook. Even Instagram now allows videos. Uh, LinkedIn's allowing video. Just I just yeah. heard the other day. Um, uh, so YouTube, I think you you, yeah, you mentioned. So there's lots of – and video is fantastic. Video is amazing. And, yeah, put it on your own website as well. And, um, and we talked – before we got on here, we talked about podcasting, and, and that's fantastic mm-hmm. too. Um, audio. So you got the three things: you got the written, you got the, the video, the visual, and you got the podcasting audio. All great uh, avenues to to get your content out to reach the people when they're ready, like you said. Um, so why, <clears throat> Dan? Why should people focus on inbound marketing, though? I mean, is it? I mean, how much better is inbound marketing compared to just going and shouting out your message, uh, as you as you mentioned before? Yeah. You know, we live such a digital lifestyle now that the first thing so many of us do when we have any kind of a question, a, a, a consumer question, just a random question, we go to our, our phones, especially, so mobile's huge. So we go to our phones and we ask Siri, we ask Google, we ask Alexa in our homes, whatever it is. And so when you start to think about something that you want to solve, you know, you, you go to the internet, right? You go to, to those search engines and any problem we want to solve typically ends up being a transaction, a business transaction of some kind, right? Whether it's a deep relationship like buying a home or buying a car maybe, or it's a simple transaction like refilling my laundry detergent, you know, I can do that through the internet now. So it's, it's all digital. And so being there when, where the consumer is, is so important, but even more so it's, um, you know, you think about when I wanted to build the brand of the mortgage company that was at Amera first, uh, you know, I started to look into TV commercials, of course, coming from the TV world. I thought, well, Hey, people still do watch TV a little bit, but maybe we can do this. And it's so expensive and it's so hit or miss. You know, I remember one of the most frustrating things about being a TV news producer would be the, the comments we'd get back of people saying, well, you never covered this story. No, actually we did. We ran it in this newscast and this newscast, you weren't watching or during that newscast, you had stepped up and gone away from the room and weren't watching. So we did actually cover it. And that just kind of got me to thinking that same thing with commercials, right? If you want to try to interrupt people's days and get them to, to understand who you are, know who you are, it's going to take a lot of money, like a lot because it's going to take a lot of saturation on the airwaves, many different channels or shows or all these things. So to try to do that, you know, uh, just giant approach to everything, let's get more laser focused and say, okay, when people are looking on Google for the solution that I have for the problem that they have, why don't we connect that way? And so doing it through search engine optimization, having uh, social media help to promote you that way and people give you reviews and build you up and this kind of thing, that whole digital sphere of bringing people to you by getting them to know you and then like you hopefully and then trust you, that's so much better than just constantly trying to you know, shout from the airwaves. Um, and you, know, you look at something very traditionally outbound like a billboard, um, you know, there's, there's a huge movement right now to get us to stop texting and driving, right? But let's be honest, 
when we're in our cars, are we focused on the road around us and these billboards? Most likely not. We're with the person in a car with us. We're so many people looking at their phones still. We're not looking at those billboards and we're not thinking about that buyer's journey typically, unless you're on a freeway somewhere and you're hungry and you see a billboard for a restaurant. Maybe I'll pull off for that. <laughs> but yeah. I think in general, you know, that, that traditional advertising has lost its luster on our psyche and we just, we just don't see it anymore. So being there where the consumer is and when they're ready is so much more important. Yeah. And I think you really hit the nail on the head too when you're talking about people get to know, like, and trust you. And, and that's what inbound marketing is all about. It, the term inbound means they're contacting you. So they've come across your content and if, it's got to be quality content. You can't be just content for the sake of having content out there. You know, you can't just make videos for the sake of making videos or write stuff. So it's got to be your best stuff. Uh, and it doesn't have to be everything you've got, but whatever you release, it's got to be top quality content. Uh, you've got to educate people, uh, build a relationship with people so that they think, hey, you know, if I, you know, it's the law of... Uh, uh, one of the laws of, in the persuade reciprocity, I'm not sure you stuff that word up, but you know, when you give yeah. someone a lot of value, they think, Hey, I got it. You know, mm -hmm. they feel like they have to do something for you as well. Um, and, and they like you. So they're, they're, they're happy to do business with you because they trust you. They know you, you know what you're talking mm -hmm. about because you've given them that valuable content. So uh, Dan, tell us, how does someone get started with inbound marketing? Let's say, you know, we've got people listening right now. They've got their online business. So they've set up their website. They've got their product ready to sell. Uh, they've maybe even got um, some free, free content, uh, like a free report available on their website or they've got some great videos, but they've got a funnel set up. They want to sell their products. It could be physical products, digital products. How do they get started attracting people through inbound marketing? What, what's some tips you can give? Um, you know, I like to go back to basics. I mean, things are changing so fast right now that a lot of, you know, I've heard in the last, you know, three months, well, blogging's dead. Nobody reads anymore. I don't believe that. Blogging is still very much alive. And so setting up a blog on your website to answer those questions. And, and I, I credit uh, my friend Marcus Sheridan. They Ask, You Answer is a book that he wrote. And he's been beating that drum for a long time. And I, I was... I was beginning to do that at AmeriFirst. And when he came out with that whole movement, I, man, I just, I bit into that one hard. And it's such a simple concept. Talk to your, and if you are the, the owner, the salesperson, the everything, then you know the, the questions that your folks are asking. But if you have a sales team, go ask your sales team. Go ask your customer service team. Go ask the folks who talk to your customers, what do customers ask? And just go answer it. You know, whatever question it is, how much does your product cost? Um, what is the, your product versus the competition? Um, how do I X, Y, Z? Because that will be what your product actually solves or your service, right? Um, so if you write those titles and write those blogs out, uh, it's very simple. And blogging, even just, you know, twice a week is uh, twice as often as a lot of folks are. So you're going to get some traction from that, but, but be patient. Um, the second thing is don't be afraid of, of video. Uh, like you said, John, it, video is everywhere, right? You can go to Facebook. You can go to YouTube. You can, I, can, I can use video in, in my emails. You can use two tools like Loom um, and, there, and there's, there's a bunch of others. Uh, and you can go in and you can use that to just do a quick message. Um, one of my favorite folks right now on, on Twitter is a guy named George B. Thomas. And he actually works for the Sales Lion. And 
when he tweets back at somebody, you know, I, I could hit him up and mention him and say, hey, George, it was great to see you in Boston uh, last week. And he'd, he'd hit me back with a video as he's walking through an airport or whatever he's doing. And he'll use video to just communicate a, a short message rather than typing it out. So don't be afraid of video, you know, and, you, and do the same thing with video that you did with the blog articles. Uh, what I used to love to do is I'd take a video and I'd create it in, and I'd, I'd create it and publish it in YouTube. I would then embed that into a blog article and use basically the transcript as the blog article. Then I would use that in, in Facebook and in social media and tweet it. And, said, and so you can use content across all platforms. Um, but yeah, getting started with, with blogging, let's say twice a week create one video every two weeks. So twice a month, maybe, and just see how that feels and how that starts to work. And hopefully you can ramp it up a little bit. Um, and use social media for promotion, obviously also engagement, you know, thanking people when somebody shares one of our, one of our articles on, on Twitter or they share one of our, um, our memes or whatever. Uh, I, we thank them, we retweet them and we thank them, this kind of thing. So making it a more human interaction rather than just bots. Um, bots are great, but, we need to be have that human interaction too. Yeah, that, that's some really great advice there, Dan. And a real gem that you gave right there was repurposing content. Mm-hmm. And I, I do the same thing. It's it's because it can get it can be overwhelming if you if you've got to come up with content just for Facebook and just for Twitter, uh, just for your blog, for YouTube. Um, you can think, well, when am I going to find time to do that, all that? But like I said, if you if you make a video, which is not hard, and and for those that are listening and thinking, oh, I'm not a video type person, no one is, right? There, there are maybe a few people that are, but none of us are. I remember the first video I made, it was terrible. It was, oh, I, I looked and sounded so nervous. Uh, but it just, you just get used to it over time. Um, you get, you know, you get over yourself. Just be genuine. I mean, you want to have, you want to have some energy and you want to smile, but be genuine. Um, and so it's easy to create a video, especially when you're knowledgeable, knowledgeable on a topic. You can make a video, talk about a specific topic, and like, then like you said, yeah, you take that video, put it on YouTube, transcribe it, embed it on your blog, upload it to your Facebook page. Um, you know, that transcription becomes an article. You can, you can even take a series of videos and articles and if you plan it out well and create a book. I've done that. I've, mm-hmm. I've done like, I've, I've thought, okay, I want to I publish a book on... Um, Amazon on Kindle, uh, electronic book. So what I did was I planned the the book in advance, the different topics. So I created a, a video for each one, transcribed it, that became the article. And, you know, so I was posting all these articles on my blog. So it like, there was like 16 of them maybe or something. And then mm-hmm. put it all together, made a book as well. So you could do so much with the same content. And so you're providing a lot of value and you, you're, getting, you're just getting yourself out there, aren't you? If you, if you keep doing if you're consistent, if you're just everywhere, if you're everywhere, it, it, as as time goes on, the great thing about all this, all these properties that we're talking about, and I, I heard someone refer to them as bullets. You, you, they're everywhere. So the more you do, they they stay there. They don't they don't go away. So if you put them on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, you're putting them on your blog, for example. They're there, and over time, as you create more and more and more, you just get more and more traffic. If you're doing podcasts, mm-hmm. they're, all, they're they're fantastic. They're always there, uh, bringing you in traffic all the time. Um, Dan, we, we've talked uh, about, uh, you know, we've talked a lot of great things about inbound marketing. Uh, is there anything you feel we need to talk about inbound marketing that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, I think it's just, it's a, it's a mind shift, a mindset shift that, that we have to have as, as businessmen and women and as marketers and as, 
as advertisers, as whatever titles we want to be, we are the business world, right? And I think it's just a mindset shift of rather than trying to shout louder, just be more helpful rather than trying to create the next, you know, great, you know, I call them sexy ads. Um, I don't sell beer. I don't sell sports cars or motorcycles. I don't have the, the next Nike shoe that we're selling. So I can't create those sexy ads, right? But what I can do is I can get people to know me, to like me, to trust me through that helpful marketing. And it's that, to me, it's that shift of rather than trying to sell, sell, sell and be, you know, everything to everyone and be amazing and, and, and viral and sexy ads, why don't we just make great marketing that helps people that draws them in, um, that, that delights them and just helps the world around us. You know, it, I, I just got, I'm not too far off of the, the inbound conference in Boston through HubSpot, uh, who is a big proponent of inbound marketing. And it, I walked away thinking, man, I really feel charged up in this like philosophy of making the world a better place through marketing. And, you know, a lot of my family's like, yeah, no, you can't, no, it's, it's marketing. You're selling air. And, uh, I just laugh, but, but it really is. I mean, it really is making the world a better place. If we can stop the shouting and the constant interruptions and the ads everywhere, um, and we can give marketing and content and educational material that's helpful, isn't that, doesn't that make the world a little bit better place? So that's the way I look at it. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think something that we, we've sort of, we've talked about it and maybe in, we haven't addressed it specifically, but I'm assuming, I guess I sort of assumed this too, is that what we're talking about too with our marketing, the difference between inbound marketing and other marketing is that you're not tooting your own horn and saying, hey, here's my product, check it out. So whenever we're creating these, whenever we're writing these reports that we're giving away or creating these video content, we're, we're teaching people how to do something or something that's relevant to us and our and our target audience but it, it it's all about the target audience it's not necessary it's it's about reaching the audience not necessarily even talking you might even not even talk about anything specific about your product so you gave a great example dan when you mentioned the tractors so that the, they were it was appealing to the target market with their content um mm-hmm. but not specifically talking about tractors um and so that's that's what inbound marketing is. It's you you don't go on about yourself and your product, but you provide value, and and again you're speaking to your target market, or it could be the value could be related to how your product can help them achieve what they want. You know, it's not about again, it's not about you, but what what they want. Um, and what I wanted to ask you, Dan, is how do we then is someone that's that wants to put this into practice, this type of education marketing, uh, relationship marketing, in this inbound marketing, how do you, when you're creating your content, how do you promote yourself then if you're not directly saying, hey, come and buy my stuff? So how do you, how do, you do it? You know, uh, we just try to keep bringing more value. Um, one of the things that we did at Interview Valet when I came on board was to create, uh, we, we created a survey to ask, podcasters uh, and podcast guests what the state of podcast interviews was and we created a report about that and so we put it out and you know of course it has our logo on it on the inside and this kind of thing but but the report really talks about the world of podcast interviews doesn't talk about interview valet doesn't give us you know our our service our our selling points it just talks about how podcast hosts 
see the world of podcast interviews. And if you, if you have an interview show like yourself, John, you know, people talked about the value that it brought to them, this kind of thing. And so by being that, and and I, I don't like the cliche of thought leader, but it really is. That's what it is. Right. And so it's become a buzzword that's overused you know, for, for a lot of industries, but it truly is being that thought leader in the industry. You don't have to talk about yourself. Others will talk about you. You don't have to talk about yourself because you're solving the problem and, and you have to talk about your services and, and your product at some point. Of course, you know, you should have a pricing page on your website. Most likely, <clears throat> excuse me, you should have, you know, your, your different product pages, this kind of thing. You, you should, you know, you should talk about what you have. Cause if, you know, like Chanel number five, if, if I see these commercials that are so weird one more time, I'm just going to scream. I have no idea what they're selling me other than at the very end, it's like, oh, here's our name. Okay. Whatever that means. Um, so you can't be so ambiguous that I don't know who you are, what you do, but to sit there and say, we are the best and this is so great. And this is all we ever talk about. Yeah, you're right. I, I love what you said, John. You, you, that doesn't work. That's not inbound. Um, you, so to promote yourself, it's, it's about bringing that value and then using, you know, using the tools that are available, things like reviews and testimonials to tell your customer's story. Um, you know, for us, rather than saying all the great stuff that we do, we want to show our customers success, our, our certified guests that go on podcasts and do all these interviews and do a virtual book tour. And, you know, they have a 600% ROI on what, what they paid for our service, man, that's a huge, that's a huge win for them that tells our story rather than us just saying this is great and we know it. Um, so, so, you know, mm-hmm. using those tools at your disposal is really important. Yeah. That's an excellent one that you mentioned successful case studies. That says everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I love case studies. Yeah. And, and so, and, and okay. Some of the ways that I, I do it is like, let's say articles, for example, like blog posts that I do, I'll have an about John at the end. And so people can read about me and I might have a link like John owns a digital marketing agency and the words digital marketing agency will be a link to where they can go and find out more about my digital marketing agency if they want to use my services. Uh, In a video, ways you can do it is you don't even have to, like you can have something in the background that's got your business name or your website or you can just mention it at the beginning or at the end just very casually say, hey, this is John from johnleggedarkus.com. And today I'm going to talk about, you know, so mm-hmm. very, very simple or podcast, by the way. So, and just for everyone that's listening, so Dan Moore, um, he's with interviewvalet.com. So if you want to get, uh, and, and specifically actually he's created a, a special URL for everyone that's listening, interviewvalet.com forward slash John L. Um, so if you, if you want to learn more about what Dan does and get in contact with Dan, um, uh, what you, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought a bit here, but you, you, sorry, you mentioned you had something special for our listeners if they go to that URL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll put up the, there's a video marketing guide that I created, uh, a nice little slide deck, uh, that's there. And also there's, uh, um, I, I wrote a book, how I went from journalism into an inbound marketing career. And certainly, you know, it's obviously available on Amazon, uh, for a price, but there's also, there's an excerpt right there on that page that I'll put up for your listeners. Um, and you can just go to, from there to my website to download the free PDF too. I, I put it on Amazon just to kind of, you know, uh, have the, the ego, look, I'm, I'm on Amazon, mom. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but you know, just like with all of my inbound marketing, it's, it's out there, man. You know, uh, so yeah. So interviewvalet.com forward slash John L you can get those, those downloads and people can connect with me on social if they want to. So, yeah. 
And so, and, and Amazon, and I think we mentioned it before, you just mentioned it now, Amazon's another great place for inbound marketing. You st- so you establish mm-hmm. yourself as an authority. Get your, it doesn't cost you anything. You can publish your content on there. But so in the example of audios or podcasts, um, you just met, you could just mention at the beginning or at the end, you can say, hey, this is what I am, this is what I do. But the, the main focus of the, the episode is going to be delivering content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Again, going back to to what you do, Dan. Why do you why are you with why are you with interviewvalet.com and why do you use podcasts for in, inbound marketing? And there's lots of stuff you could do, and I'm sure you do all the other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what, yeah, what's what's that special about podcasting? You know, podcasting is such an an intimate experience for the listeners. Um, when I listen to a podcast, I'm either I either have earbuds in, so you're in my head. Uh, or I'm, I'm in my car with you. Uh, you know, it's such a, a connection and I'm listening. You know, there are times when I may listen to a podcast on 1.5 speed to, because, you know, I want to get through it and I'm, and I'm going for a run or something. Right. Um, but you know, it's such a, a connection to, to that listener and, and, and to that audience. And so I think it's very powerful there. Um, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun to be able to say, you know, I've got my show and, and this is going great. But at the end of the day, what it is, it's, it's driving those listeners back to your website. And so like, like you said, John, it's, you know, as you mentioned it in the beginning and the end of the episode and the show notes, you've got links and it creates that content that they, when you have a conversation with somebody, you earn their trust. And when your listener is listening to, to you and me talk, it's almost, hopefully it's almost like we're at a, a coffee shop and they're kind of listening over our shoulder going, yeah, I get that. Okay. I like that. But we're giving them permission to. You know, we're saying, please come be a part of that conversation. Listen, listen to us, you know, give us feedback. You know, I know you, you asked for feedback on, on your show notes and that kind of thing and reviews. Um, so it's a very, you know, if you look at the, the history of humans, we started with stories, right? You think about, you know, the early humans around their, you know, their fires and they're telling stories about their, their hunt that day, maybe, or where they gathered these, these berries or whatever. And, we told those stories to be able to continue to, to live, right? It was about safety, but it was also about connection. And so telling stories through, through audio, has, it's always been there. We've always had our voices. Uh, we haven't always had video necessarily. We have our eyes, but we haven't had video. We haven't had blogs. We haven't had all these other things. Reading didn't come for years later, right? But we've always had audio, and that's just such a, a huge thing. So I love working with our clients who are inspirational thought leaders in their industries, subject matter experts, and they want to reach those audiences. So I love helping our clients get in front of those audiences that, 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 that matter to them uh, that are very direct rather than just, yeah, I was on NPR last week and nobody called me. Okay, well, why don't we get you on certain podcasts that reach your ideal audience? And they, they get to see those results. And I, I really enjoy that. And, you know, for anybody who's thinking about starting a podcast, great, start one. But think about this though, too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not against starting a podcast, but think about this. What you've done, John, over the years with, with, with your website um, and your podcast has taken years. It takes consistency. It takes booking guests and, and thought leaders and such subject matter experts. It takes promotion. It takes a lot of work. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, maybe go be a guest on a, pod, on a few podcasts first. You know, pick, you know, 10 maybe that, that you want to get your message across to. And you may find that you've, you already have an audience there for you that you can actually tap into. Um, and podcast hosts like yourself, John, are so generous with that. You know, for us, you know, being able to talk to other marketers and, and people interested in marketing, 
that's very generous to share your audience. So I, I respect that very much. Yeah. yeah thanks, Dan. Um, and it's great having guests like yourself as well, because you bring a lot of value to the listeners. And I think it's so true what you said about being a guest first. You know, having a podcast is great. Have your own podcast, but it's so much easier being a guest. I do both, so I have my own podcast, and I and I, and I ask people to you know I go around asking if people like me to be a guest on their podcast. Being a guest on a podcast is so much easier. <laughs> so it's a, it's yep. more enjoyable. It's easier. <laughs> And you get great results from it as well. You get excellent results from being guests. So uh, yeah. something I, I highly, highly recommend as well. Again, uh, so we've come with to the end of our time with Dan today. Dan Moore. So again, Dan Moore from Interview Valet. And I'll, I'll give that URL once again. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about what Dan does and what he can do for you and those great resources that he mentioned earlier. So that's interviewvalet.com forward slash John L. Um, Dan, any final words, anything that we haven't talked about that you, you feel we need to talk about before we end today? Oh, I think we covered it, man. I appreciate all that time. Just, you know, my, my last thought always is, is just to share helpful marketing beats, viral marketing beats, interruptive marketing any day. So just be helpful and be kind to others. I, I love that. Excellent. Great way to close uh, this show. Thanks. Again, thanks so much, Dan. And I want to thank everyone for being here on today's podcast episode. Thanks, John. Hey, John Legadakis here. If you got something out of today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm releasing valuable and up-to-date content and interviews. Also, there is a transcript of today's episode as well as links to all the resources we mentioned on my website johnlegadarkus.com. On my website, you'll also find a lot of great free resources to help you get more traffic and leads for your business, as this is my specialty, i.e. helping local businesses generate leads through Facebook and AdWords campaigns. My website again is johnlegadarkus.com. Thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This is John Legadarkus signing off. I'll see you next time.